Hi everyone, this week on the Hot Mess Teacher Express, we are speaking about teachers' lounges. Do you want to go to them or do you not want to go to them? We also look into set abilities in English versus American schools and we also look into grind our gears, underdogs and hot or not. Make sure that you check it out because it is a great episode. you hot messes welcome back to another week on the hot mess teacher express we are rolling down the tracks as always with our wonderful amazing fabulous Benny, okay mr thomas english okay then i won't say hi just get on with it then (laughs) i do i do have to say Benny. thank you so much uh last night i could have sworn that someone was in our airbnb someone had snuck into our airbnb last night I don't know why I was scared to death. So you like <laughs> you overdid your co-host duties by by going to make sure the door was locked. So I appreciate that. Thank it's you. It's fine. I was like, I wanted to go sleep anyway. You know, if, I got, if anything happened, I would have got a day off. It's fine. <laughs> I, I sent you out there to see what would happen. If you got kidnapped first, then that's fine. I'll, I could do the show, I guess, by myself. No, I'm just kidding. I could not. We, we did before. <laughs> and the numbers prove that. <laughs> Going in. Oh, love. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'll just cry about it later. In your car. I'll cry in my car later. Hey. Podcast. <laughs> Go listen to Crying in My Car. Another board teacher's uh, podcast for you. All right. Let's go into hot takes. Okay. Our, our hot take for today uh, is when we um, take something that might be controversial and uh, give our honest, unfiltered, uncensored opinion on it. And today's hot take is teacher's lounges. What do you think? I like, I don't know if it's just me, but like teacher's lounges, like everyone I know avoids them. Oh, I a thousand percent avoid a teacher's lounge. The only time that you would see me in that teacher's lounge is to make copies. Yeah. That's that's the only time. People would be sitting in there chatting, having lunch, having a little snicky snack. No way. I was outie scouty in my room alone by myself. I could not be bothered to have a conversation with other teachers. I used to I, go just for the vending machine. That was a... Yeah. <laughs> The vending machine was. Did you have a good vending machine in your teacher's oh, lounge? No, oh. like, <laughs> but desperate times call for desperate snacks. You know, when it's like we have Pepsi. Where's the Coca Cola products? <laughs> Even a diet Dr Pepper. Yeah. You know, Dr Pepper Zero. You know, <laughs> couldn't you couldn't do it? Yeah, I, I, our, the snacks in our in our vending machine in the teacher's lounge were awful. Yeah, they had been there I think since 1994. Lovely. So, yeah, it was. Some crusty lifesavers at the bottom. Damn mm, Stunning. So yeah, I didn't I didn't do a teacher's lounge. Yeah, I always felt like in the schools that I was at, the teacher's lounge was kind of like, I feel like that's kind of where we had it where I think like the paraprofessionals used to go to the teacher's lounge yeah, and like yeah. the support staff. Um, 
Whereas, yeah, all the teachers would just have lunch in their own classrooms. Or, like, my department had it where we would always have department lunches and we would just take in turns to eat lunch in someone else's classroom. Yeah. So then that way as well, if you have any, like, department things you need to go over to, you you can just, like, slip them in. Yeah. Um, And at the same time, if you're, like, having a day where you're like, I just need to have a solo lunch, Mm -hmm. you can just lock the door in your classroom and be like, I need this for myself. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm more of a lone wolf when it comes to the school day. I just, I need to have, when I had the opportunity to be by myself, I was by myself. Oh. I know. It was, but it was, that was the way I needed to handle my day, you know? But then you were elementary, so I imagine, like elementary like you know you to be that pepe to be like okay we're doing about volcanoes and this is amazing everyone like i would need a whole hour to myself just to like re-energize you know maybe have some like skittles or something taste the rainbow a little bit then go back in and just absolutely (laughs) kick it out the park yeah exactly exactly (laughs) It, it needed to happen so my hot take is that teachers lounges are just for teachers, you know, like, I, again, like other other educators in the building, like paraprofessionals or um, the unified arts teachers, like, yeah, they, they might use that a little bit more, need that space to have a communal lunch, which is my nightmare. But And they're always like the most depressing room in the building. It, like, like <laughs> I always, whenever I walked in there while like four or five people were having lunch in there, it felt like I walked into the most awkward conversation that went wrong like three seconds before I walked in the door. And you're like... And someone always microwaves like a fish pie or something. And you're like, I Uh, feel like I'm going to vomit any second. Yeah. or And then they put in like popcorn after and it's just... Yeah. Popcorn fish. Nothing like fishy popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) They go in. (laughs) (laughs) Really gets your day going. Yeah. No thanks. Um, so yeah so what no for you it's a no I'm not I'm not a teacher's lounge type person yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a stay in my cl- my Disney themed classroom you know <laughs> a whole new world yeah. the happiest place on <laughs> earth right there okay so next up we have our American versus British school section mm. woo so this is the part of the show where we go over British versus American schools we cover a topic and we compare the British to the I'm American. Sorry, I well, was, was, I was busy playing right with my flag. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy playing with my Too flag. Busy trying to catch up with England once more. Oh, come now! It's you know we're we're getting there. So today's topic is. Class groupings are based on abilities in British schools versus random sets slash honor sets <laughs> in American schools. Yeah. I feel like elementary doesn't really lean into the... Like, I know there's some gifted programs, but I feel like it's usually just you're in fifth grade and yeah. that's it and you may be able to do some extracurriculars. Is that... Yeah, that's kind yeah. of what what it is and so I don't really have a lot I don't really have a lot of expertise when it comes to like honors classes or AP classes um so yeah I I don't want to like speak out of turn here (laughs) at all so I my I mean my husband teaches AP classes and 
that's about the extent of my knowledge of it. Does he teach like regular as well or is it just AP? Yeah, he teaches uh, some some general too. And and what does he feel like in terms of the challenges of teaching general versus AP? Because I always feel like the AP teachers, there's like a reputation of like the other teachers that teach like general ed are like, oh, you have such an easy ride. Like there's no behavior in AP classes. (laughs) Like, is that how he feels or is it? I feel like, and again, honey, if I speak out of turn, I'm so sorry. But I feel like he enjoys the AP classes a lot more because you can have like the conversations and the discussions and the projects without dealing with all of the different behavior issues. You mean AP students don't like throw a chair out the window I know, and like cuss no, you out? Not, <laughs> I mean, not that I've heard, maybe on a Wednesday, but like, yeah. yeah. Versus in England, how it works is you have it where your elementary is pretty much like primary is that it's random because you just you need to get to secondary school so you need to go through all of the motions and then once you get into secondary school I believe year seven which is because five no seven through 11 is like your high school okay before you do like those last two years of advanced levels college yeah that's a whole different spiel um (laughs) so as far as I recall year seven is pretty much random because that's your first year into like secondary and with that it's it's also them kind of like assessing you seeing like okay so what do you accept in what could you need extra support in Mm -hmm. um so you test at the end of every year and it's like a big exam where you sit down all of your classes you get this big test and then based on that you then get an assignment in the following year and this is for the core classes mostly like i don't think it's as common in like the humanity subjects um but with this it's like you would take an end of year english test Mm -hmm. a year seven and then based on that say you got an a yeah you're more likely to be put in like the top set which means you are with other students that all got a's or b's and it's seen as like the high ability set and in then year go- eight yeah so it can be year a i think year eight is kind of the middle ground but by year nine that's when they're like we need you in your sets because that's going to be base. okay okay so like by year nine that's when you're starting to prepare for your like exams that you have at the end of school that gets your diploma and certificate so they're like, you need to be in the set based on what paper we're going to give you because uh-huh. there's high others and foundation ones. So it's like a regular one and a foundation test, which basically just means like if you're someone that's always got like a C or below, it's like giving you the test without any support in there is not necessarily going to be able to give you the foundations of what you need to be successful. Okay. So what they do is if you're in a certain set, I think sometimes you can also opt for it where they're like, right, we're going to give you a foundation paper. But with that, the highest you can get is a certain grade uh-huh. because of the fact that there's extra support in there. Okay. Versus if you're in a higher set, you then get, I think it's considered the regular paper without the support in place, but that you can get up to an A on it or like the highest grade on it because you don't have those extra supports in place. Gotcha. So, it's set up in a way so that depending on what your ability, you can still be successful because it's like if you are someone that's always got like a D or a C, yeah. giving you a paper where it's like you can possibly get an A and it's like you've never gotten above that. Obviously, it's great to challenge yourself, mm-hmm. but it's also like it's also very overwhelming if you're not able to do that. It's yeah, like, it's, 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 it's putting humiliating. a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it's demeaning as well. So they put you in sets basically based on what your ability is and then the lessons mm. are tailored to that ability. So if you're in a top set, you have higher thinking skills, you have more intense assignments and there's a lot more independence involved. Yeah. Um, discussion-wise, yeah. it's like an AP class where it's like everyone's expected to be participate, able to yeah. participate in a way that 
is like going into detail with it. Gotcha. And then with that, it's very much an assumed thing that in a higher set in England, behavior is not as much of an issue. Yeah. Because it's everyone that's focused and is like, I want to get an A, I want to get the highest grade, I want to like go to this college and I want to do these yeah. things. So then, all of those sets are like based on you being successful in that level. Yes. So it's, and that's the thing. There is also like, there are issues with it because you do have some students that do have the, I want to be in a higher set. Why am I in this one? Or yeah. like, it's they have also, something to work for. Yeah. yeah. And there's also like a cause and effect there as well, where if you're like a student that shows up, doesn't do the work, misbehaves, anything like that, and you're in a higher set and you're not keeping up with the rest of the class, they're like, well, clearly this isn't working because for whatever reason, you're not able to be successful in the right. classroom. So then they may drop you down a set but how it works is those lower sets also have much more support there's more scaffolding there's more accommodations in there so it's basically written into it in a way that they can also be hmm. successful versus from what i recall in america yeah it's like you either have in high school a regular class or an honors slash ap class yeah. and for an honors ap class uh, one of the most fundamental things that I notice is you have to actually opt into that. I was going to say, don't you choose to go into yes. that? Okay, yeah. You have to opt into it and you have to fulfill certain cr criteria. Like, yeah. you know, if you are trying to go into an honours or an AP and you've always been getting Ds, they're going to be like, you don't, you need to get at least like a B. If you've got a C, we can kind of debate it, but you yeah. need to be at least on this level. And with that, I found quite commonly that a lot of my American students the ones that I was like, you are an honest student, like you have this <laughs> ability, you can be here, literally would say to me, but why would I want to be in honours where I've got to do double the amount of work and work twice as hard to get the same grade? The only difference is on my transcript, it says honours and I don't care about going to college. So why would I waste my time? Huh. And I was like, you yeah, know. You know um, touche. Decisions yeah. were made and... Um, <laughs> You know, I, I I I understand the logic. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> why work hard when you don't have to? Yeah, and mm -hmm. I think that is something that is very present within the American yeah. school system and within students' yeah. attitudes as a whole. Is the fact that you know you have classes where you have, I could be teaching English ninth grade, and I have. 10 of my students reading at a fifth grade level, yeah. another 10 reading at grade level and another 10 reading yeah. above grade level. Mm -hmm. And I'm teaching the exact same text and I've got some that have already read three chapters ahead yep. and aren't even paying Finish attention. Finish the book and yeah. then are on to the next one. <laughs> I'm paying attention. They've done all the assignments on the Monday that yeah. I put up through the Friday because they're like, I just want to chill out. Then you've got the ones that are on target where you're like checking in, making sure they've got everything. And then you've got the ones that like have just been like put through the system and do not understand what you're right. trying to teach. Right. And you've got to somehow modify your lesson for so this all, F yeah. through A range. Right. And it's impossible. And, there yeah. is no way to do it. And I can speak to that for through elementary too, because yeah. that's it's the same exact thing where how do you figure out how to do this assignment through all of the different levels that are in your class without, you know, hurting a student's confidence because you have those kids that are in like the the bottom part where they're constantly defeated by by their grades so they're not going to put in any effort because they know that they're not going to get a good grade anyway so why even try so there's nothing for them to work for and those higher end kids like again if they don't have to put in work why yeah they're not motivated by that stuff when it also i think it also comes to the fact of like the choice of it as well mm. like the fact that you can be like a student on like a b or an a 
and it's like, but you still have to want to be in the honours class and yeah, you still need right. to have the approach. And nine times out of ten, if you're on an A or a B and you say, I want to be in honours, they're mm-hmm. like, yep, wonderful. Because yeah, half, absolutely. Like Come quite, on in. Quite commonly in the American education system, in my like from my experience, those honours classes, there'd be times where you would struggle to fill them up because yeah. students just would not want to be in them. Right. Because they'd be well, like, why would I want yeah, to have to do honored, all this? If you're, not, if you're not motivated by getting into a good, good college... Mm-hmm. then who looks at your transcript exactly to like do the honors you just get the diploma yeah. and you graduate right. and everyone <laughs> everyone gets the certificate or most everyone gets a certificate or versus yeah in england it's like you have students that are like i want to be in top set like like where literally because you are capped mm-hmm. at how many students you can have per class it's like if you get a student that's always got straight a's and they're like right you're you're in set you're in set two like you're still in effectively you're still in like the top set mm-hmm. but it's just that we had overflow so you're technically numerically in set two but you're still having the exact same paper you still have the ability to get the same grades you're still being taught the exact same lessons they will still fight tooth for now and be like but i want to be in the top set and, and it's like that thing where it's also like if you have a student that's absolutely like I want to be in top set and then you go to the top set teacher and they're like I have a student that is just slacking and they're not doing what they should be doing it is a thing yeah. where they will be like let's switch them then because it isn't fair yeah and it's like I feel like there's a lot more like expectation and cause and effect that goes into right. it and I understand like you know there's a lot of stigma as to like oh but you're telling them like where they are full ability wise but it's like from what I see with it is it's quite a nice approach in terms of like, I know we spoke about it earlier, like when it comes to things like IEP students, mm. rather, because you would assume, oh, it's abilities. So, oh yeah, because they've got an IEP, you would assume they're going to be classed lower in a yeah. And it's very much so like, they are still categorized based on how they performed on a test, mm-hmm. similar to every other student, and they're putting a set accordingly. Yeah. So it's like if they're in like a mid fourth grade set, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily getting what you get in England, in America, where it's like, oh, here's a sheet that I've made specifically with these accommodations. Mm-hmm. They're in a set that matches their ability already. So the lesson itself is tailored for every student in that class and their ability. Because so they you can don't need, do it, right? So you don't need to pull out a sheet and ostracize them and be like you have a completely different assignment and they're able to be with their peers and be able to be successful with their peers and that's the thing as well a lot of it is if you're a student that just goes in does your work and you're like i'm happy just passing and doing my best it's like those students aren't sat there being like oh i can't believe i'm in a three or a four set like they're like I'm able to be, I'm comfortable here. My friends are here and I'm able to understand the lesson that I'm being told. Right. And you don't have that kind of like up and down with it either. Right. Where in 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 America I feel like the levels I don't think that that would work with the culture that that yeah. is is in our schools right now where it's like you told how me- <laughs> dare you put my precious angel in a set 4. He deserves yeah. to be in a set 1. And yeah, no, like yeah. that's not the way that he tests. I think there's like this this need for everyone to be on the same level academically when in in reality it's really easy and it's much more efficient for students who are on the same level to be put in in the same in the same class or in the same set. And effectively all they're doing through the, like cuz with the They're adap- doing the same assignment. <laughs> yeah, and with the adaptation that you have in England with it, it's like realistically you need to look from it as the approach that not every single student is going to go to college. Right. Not every student is going to go to university, be a professor or anything like that. Yeah. Some students just need to learn the fundamental skills 
that they need mm-hmm. in their adulthood and right. their later life. And with that, it's like when there's modifications in place that make it so you are able to read this text and critically think and be able to put in your own words mm-hmm. what you think it means. To me, I'm like, it makes more sense to be able to have those adaptations right. in place because right. if they don't want to go to college and they're happy just passing and graduating and getting their diploma, by all means, I would rather have it be in a way where they're able to do that and it's accessible than just shoving everyone in a classroom because we want everyone right. to literally learn the exact same thing. Yeah. But then you're only adapting it for one or two students and then there's other students falling yeah. through the cracks left, right, and center. So once again, um, I feel like America is struggling a bit here. And uh, I feel like it's it's that whole thing. Like it's like I say, like the you. I think the British education system is very rigid in places. I think there's elements of it that can be learned, and yeah, I feel like. But it's. I more, feel like it works in a way because of the adaptations and modifications. Yeah, and that's what it I would works love. best for the students. And it's modifications mm-hmm. and adaptations that are made through everyone in the department yeah. instead of a. Uh, you have one student that needs this, so now you need to make these modifications, right. and then, yeah. All right, now it's time for Hot or Not. This is the part of our show where we have two things and we rate them if they're really hot or if they're not. So the first thing that we're going to talk about today is teacher event lunches. Hot or not. Hmm. Oh, I I think this goes into like what I said on a previous episode. I feel like it's hot, but it can become no. I think it's like, you know, I think when you've had a really frustrating class and you just need to vent someone so Mm -hmm. that you don't carry all that emotional baggage yourself. I think, yes, absolutely. But I think it's when it gets to a point where every single lunch is venting and ranting yeah. and then it gets to the point where it's toxic where you've had a good yes. day and you go in and you're having all of this baggage thrown at you and you just feel deflated mm-hmm. i think that's when it goes into the knot i think it's the balance and i also think it's just your venting style like my venting style is i'll joke about things do impressions i'll be like this kid did this and yeah. then do an impression of the child right like, and what they did and be like they told me to go do this like yeah and um I think, like, it depends how you do that. Or, like, you know, you have a principal coming and you're like, the principal came bowling in all like this. Like, I think, and you do, like, impressions being like, you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) It's like, it's things like that where you laugh at it and you're like, oh, that's so funny. And move on. Like, that's different than, like, I, I, I picture like this sorrowful rain cloud of like just, well, just a little Eeyore. A little Eeyore in the room. Yeah. Just like another bad thing happens today. Oh, oh, well, that <laughs> something funny happened in your class. Well, this student told me this. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I got this email today. Yeah. And it's, okay. it's like, like okay. it's okay to be sad. <laughs> yeah. But like constantly making that yeah. all about, yeah. Teacher, teacher event lunches for me, I think you're absolutely 100% correct. It, it could be hot. Or it could be not. Yeah. Um, it depends on who is in that little lunch group yeah. with you because it could turn really toxic really fast. I remember leaving lunches because I, I usually had the lunch with the same with the same mm-hmm. group of people. And I remember leaving lunches and being like, I like feel really crappy now. Yeah, I, like, I've, I've had it where I've left it's <laughs> a venting lunch yeah. and I feel more exhausted after the lunch yeah. than I did before. Right. And I, know pe- <laughs> and I know people are going to be listening to this being like, oh my gosh, you get lunchtime to like yeah. sit alone with 
with each other? Yes, we do. Um, some of us do. So I'm really sorry that if you don't get the opportunity to sit through a teacher a teacher lunch with other adults, yeah. sorry about that. But I would I would much rather have people who who do it like in a yeah. joking manner or just like keep it light or even just like don't talk about school at all. Yeah. It's so easy to sit there at lunch though and just process through the first part of your day. Yeah. But you know, keep it keep it upbeat. I think it's hard <laughs> because I don't want to go back into the afternoon being like wah, wah, or it's, it's, it's so even worse. Sad. The worst is when you have something that you want to say and then there is someone that is on a tangent and for the whole thirty minute the lunch. Whole- they oh my are on gosh, a soapbox. You're so right. When it's someone on a soapbox, and they're like blah blah blah, like, and you're just like, oh my gosh, am I charging you by the hour for this because I'm exhausted? I'm like crunching. <laughs> I'm like crunching on my salad, being like, uh-huh. like, yeah, there she goes, just yeah, barreling I think down. Yeah, it's yeah. also that it's about balance. I think yeah. it's about you know being able to like bond with your colleagues yeah. and share stories, but right. also there's times where you're like. I just, I, can I have five minutes? <laughs> oh, like, can you just, can you back away? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so it could be, it could be hot based on who you have lunch with, or yeah. it could be not just. Same thing. I think it's hot. I think it's luck of the draw. Luck <laughs> of the draw. <laughs> depends on the day of the week as well. Yeah. Um, all right. The next, the next hot or not is when admin asks you to not sit with your department or grade level in a meeting i mm. hate this so much oh like what are your thoughts on it I obviously mean, you're great you were graded so it's probably yeah i mean for me it was just like i you know it wasn't it wasn't a huge thing i don't know oh, but how many other teachers taught your grade level i it was taught just in a super small school yeah <laughs> so like it was usually just me like don't sit with your grade level well okay i'm gonna go home then <laughs> bye because yeah. it's just me um no, but like if someone if the if the um principal asks you to like sit with someone or like sit near someone that you normally wouldn't, like that's when I'm like, what what do you have planned? Because no thank you to whatever is yeah. in your brain right now. And first of all, like I I am a I am an adult and if you want to give me an assigned seat, tell me like this yeah. is just an assigned seat situation. Just give me an assigned seat. But that you're being controlling and I don't like it. It's a not. When it comes back to that thing of like, I think it's a direct representation of the school culture. Mm -hmm. I'm like, realistically, from a professional standpoint, if you're having a meeting going over relevant things that your teachers need to know, then surely the department should be together so that if it's something that Mm. it should be done across department, everyone in that department needs to be on the same page because they need to make sure every grade level that goes through them, especially in high school, the whole English department, we're a core subject. If you're saying something that's relevant to us, we need to be able to speak to each other and ask questions so that we can raise our hand and be like, clarification is needed because you've given us this thing saying we need to grade X amount of things. We're core. We're giving out X amount of things. We're seeing these students more than anyone else. Right. How does that work? Right. Right. And um, yeah, I definitely feel like it's that thing where if you're like, well, people aren't listening to me. Well, maybe it's because this meeting was irrelevant in the first yeah. place. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Oh, <laughs> ayo. You know what's not hot is this meeting. Okay. So, yeah, I think yeah. no. I think it's like it's a direct representation of that expectation. Yeah. If you treat your teachers like their children and can't be trusted oh they are not going to that's absolutely what it is perform to the expectation of an adult either right (laughs) right that was hot 
or not. Our next section, it's the favorite section of the podcast. It is <laughs> Grind the Gears. Oh, that was an awful that sound. Like I'm so you sorry. To fart. No, that was my grinding. <laughs> Jess, you'll grind the gears. This week is people who take a step forward after you take a step back in conversation. If I take a step back in a conversation, it means I need my personal space back. It does not mean an invitation for you to step even closer to me. I took a step back to get away from you because I needed some personal space. Have some, I don't know, integrity and thought to think, huh, she she needs some space. She took a step back. Read the body language, okay? I don't want to be that close to you in that conversation. So just take a hint. Or stop talking. All right, Vinny, your grind, the gears today is people who yell on the phone. Listen, I'm in the middle of Target. I'm here to relax and unwind. I don't need to hear about Shirley and what are you doing? I'm in Target. Great for you, mate. Especially when it's at a public swimming pool and you're just trying to do a few laps and they're like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to close this deal. Can you close your mouth and shut up? No one wants to hear your conversation. No one cares. You're irrelevant. Please end the phone call. Go back home. If you're working from home, work from home, not from the pool. I'm trying to relax and unwind over here. People closing deals at your public pool? Oh, it happened all the time. In my last really? apartment complex, it was all the time. It was this guy. It always reminded me of like that Friends episodes, you know, like he's there with his beer belly out. He's on his phone with the sunglasses on. <laughs> the balding middle-aged man. Oh, yeah, man. I'm at the pool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there trying to do my laps. I'm like, this is a school day. I took a personal day today for this. And all I'm hearing is your deals. Smoking a cigar. <sighs> yeah, man. Like one of those old-fashioned kind of. What a life like, that man is leading. I know. Ah. It used to stress me out so much. <laughs> I would literally... I like would in go your and, little floaty, just like floating by. Yeah. I would literally... I'd be like, I'd go home and like my wife would be like, you're right. And I'm like, no. That man was there again with his phone and the cigar and I'm trying to do laps. And all I'm hearing is... Whoo, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> like puffing away on his cigar. And I'm like, are we even allowed to smoke in this pool? Because I'm sure we are not allowed to. It was the worst experience. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, apartment living was not for me. I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like if you are that man who was in the pool smoking the cigar, this rant was for you. I'm like, I don't like people living in an apartment. Oh, when you can hear the music. Oh. Or when people smoke out their window and it flows into your window and you're like, great, you've just smoked out my entire house. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> poor Vinny. Poor, poor Vinny. All right, let's go into the last part of our segment. Or last part. <laughs> let's go into the last part of our episode. Uh, that is Underdogs. This is where we celebrate and recognize people in education who might not get that recognition that they so deserve. Today, we are recognizing team leads. Team leads. Team leads. I, um, again, like I worked in a super small school, so I didn't have you a lot of, lead. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of experience with team leads. But what I did work in, um, like the middle school team or like, um, the, some of the primary teachers usually got together and we had, had, um, meetings like 
that's another added responsibility for the person that's taking on the (laughs) to taking on communicating what what the principal needs communicated to us and also a lot of times those people are the team leads are usually getting the wrath of whatever needs to be passed down to us if it's if it's not something that's that's good so they're taking on a lot and to add that onto the the daily <laughs> crap storm that is teaching um thank you for what you do and choosing and choosing that and uh yeah i'm and you know they are the middle person as well they, they get are the unfiltered i am pissed off and i'm going to tell you exactly how i feel right and we're and calling they can't. <laughs> and i know you so i'm gonna proper give it to you i'm yeah. not giving you the filter i'm like you're fired oh, for this. Right. i'm going to go at you full speed right um so yeah i feel like ITLs especially, it once it comes down to the thing. People don't get a big enough stipend to deal with being an ITL. Yeah. All of the extra meetings, all of like, you know, they deal with the principal getting their, giving them their unfiltered district said this. So I'm going to just tell you and then you try and decipher what it means. And then you tell your department. And they're not going to be happy about it, but good luck with yeah, that. And they're yeah. going to cuss you out. And then yeah. you're like, Gray, how about lunch tomorrow now? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I honestly feel like it takes a real strong person right. to the ITL. And like it's it's like we always say, there's a lot of times where like sometimes people apply for it, there'll be multiple applications, then one person gets selected, and then there's like this awkward kind of, oh, yep. we both went for it, but only one person got it. And now like the whole department's like, this is really weird. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it takes a lot of energy and strength to be an ITL. Absolutely. And, like, to deal with all of the politics of it and just to deal with all of the nonsense that happens in education, especially. Yeah, and so. that understanding that you might not be the most popular teacher yeah. with your colleagues. And that's that, that's, that's, scary. A, that's a really scary yeah. place to be sometimes. So, yeah, thank I you. thank you for what you do and what and the position that that you're in. It's a, it's a tough one. It's not an easy one. So yeah, all right, that's our show. Thank you so much for uh, for coming along on this journey once again. We're so excited that you're here. We hope you stick along for uh, for the next journey because they just get weirder and more chaotic yeah. as they go. So. so have a great week, month, year, whatever you want to call it, and we'll hopefully see you again next week. Okay, bye. bye.